You're listening to Red Leg Nation Radio, the official podcast of RedLegNation.com. Here we are at Red Leg Nation, and we at Red Leg Nation are very proud to announce our newest spotlight player, Tucker Barnhart of the Dayton Dragons. Tucker, welcome to Red Leg Nation, and thanks for joining us today. Bill, thank you very much for having me. Let's talk a little bit about yourself personally. You were born in Brownsburg, uh, just outside Indianapolis, correct? Yes, sir. Did you grow up a Reds fan? You know, a lot of people. A lot of people ask me that. I. Uh, it, it's hard being from Indianapolis to uh, to, to follow a to follow a uh, major league baseball team. I mean, being the fact that we don't have anything there, but the AAA uh, affiliate of the Pirates, the Indians. Um, I mean, you got the Cubs, you got the Cubs in the north, and then you got the uh, and, and the Reds, obviously down to the east. And, um, it, for me, growing up, it was more about following players, and so I really tried to uh, to watch players, not necessarily watch a a, a team, but. Uh, that's used to follow players and pattern my game after uh, after certain players. Well, I'm glad you said that because if you'd said you grew up a Cubs fan, we might have had to rethink this spotlight player idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who were your who were the players that you really liked watching coming as you were growing up? See, I, I'm old. I'm much 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 older than you. In fact, I thought about this yes last night after we talked at the Dragons game, and you're two months older than my son. So. Uh, <laughs> um, I remember when the AAA team for the Reds was in Indianapolis. So, you know, my guess is maybe your dad might have been a Reds fan. Um, yeah, he, uh, he, my uncle, actually, my uncle is a huge Reds fan. He grew up a Reds fan and, uh, and, and loved him ever since. Yeah, he probably remembers when the AAA team was in Indianapolis. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, so tell me about the players that you enjoyed watching and, and, and followed growing up. Um, uh, I'm a switch hitter, obviously, and I uh, and I basically I basically started switch hitting because of Chipper Jones. I uh, I followed Chipper Jones for forever, and uh, I mean I had a couple posters in my uh, in my in my room of Chipper Jones. Just uh, I loved watching him hit, and I uh, I still do to this day. Um, let's see, from a catching aspect, I really like watching uh, uh, Pudge catch. I mean, arguably, other than uh, in my opinion, Johnny Bench, probably arguably the best catcher to to ever play the game. So uh, I mean, he's a good he's a good uh, guy to follow and to pattern your game after if you're a catcher. Well, you talk about switch hitters. You know, the the Reds had a pretty good switch hitter a while back too. Uh, hopefully, at some point, you'll get a chance to meet him. His name's Pete Rose. You might have heard of him. Yeah, he, he I might have heard of that guy. <laughs> uh, he, he, he was pretty good. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, I want to talk to you a little bit more about bench later on in the interview, but but. Uh, how old were you when you started playing baseball? Oh, Bill, I uh, as soon as I could walk, I think I played. I uh, I would say, I mean, anywhere from three or four years, probably three years old, I was I was playing baseball. It's, it's funny the act that there's a picture of me when uh, I mean I couldn't have been more than a year old. I'm laying in a in a crib and I got a baseball glove on my hand. So I mean, it's been in my blood and this, uh, I've been I've been around it since I can remember. Um. Did you play other sports growing up? I did. I played. Uh, I played a little bit of basketball. I played a little bit of football. I mean, uh, but uh, I, stopped, I stopped playing basketball when everybody started uh, growing it up, and I uh, really didn't uh, grow up that much. So I don't forget to ask you later. Let's talk a little bit about your size right now. You're not a real big guy. Um, 
do, do you see that as a as a as a, a hindrance to you, or are there advantages to being shorter than than some of the other guys? You know, the other catchers. I uh, I mean, I've I've always been smaller guy. I mean, I've always played up in, up age groups up. When I mean, when I was uh, 11, I was playing against 13 and 14 year old guys, and I've always been a smaller guy, so I've I've gotten used to it. I mean, uh, and for as a, as a catcher, I mean, in my opinion, I think obviously it's kind of it might be a little bit of a biased opinion, but I think I think it can only help me. I mean, I think the catching position starting to get back to a to a more of a more of a defensive oriented oriented position. Not that not that Joe Mauer, not that the Joe Mowers and the Andy Krasinski's of the game now are are just tearing it up, but I mean, I feel like. Like the guys like Carlos Ruiz, the guys like uh, Ryan Hannigan, the guys like um, Russell Martin, the smaller type guys, more defensive oriented guys. I think I think the teams are starting to rely on those guys more, and I think that uh, it's only gonna. I think it only, like I said, it only helps me. It takes the wear and tear off my knees from not being six two, six three, six four, and having to squat and stand up every single time and put all that wear and tear on my knees. I think I have a lot. A lot uh, a smaller range, like a range where I got to go and stand up and sit down and squat and do all kinds of things. So I think it, I think it helps me. Um, I not necessarily does it, and I don't think in any any way of the game does it does it hurt me. You won the, the Mr. Indiana Baseball Award in two thousand and nine. Tell us a little bit about winning that award and what it meant to you. Oh, uh, it was it's, it's a big honor. I mean. Um, Growing up, and you, you hear about Scott Rowland. I mean, uh, I mean, Scott Rowland won the award. Guys like Adam Lynn. I mean, they're both in the big league in the big leagues now. Obviously, Scott Rowland's been there forever, and Adam Lynn is going to be there for a long time. So, I mean, it it's it's really it really means a lot. Guys like um, AJ Zapp. I mean, have won the award. AJ didn't quite make the big leagues with the Reds, but he was. Or, um, I mean, but he was in Louisville at the time. It's just. It's a, it's a, it was a big award for me. I mean, it, it means a lot, and uh, I really, I really, uh, I really just took took it as a uh, as a very uh, humbling experience. Did Did you have a chance to talk to Scott Rowland in spring training about the award at all? Not about the award. I did. Uh, it was a pretty cool. It was one of the cooler things that's ever happened to me. I was uh, I was over. I caught bullpen. I, I ended up playing and playing in a few uh, big league games and going to. Uh, a good amount of big league games and everything, and I uh, one day they called me over to catch bullpens, and uh, I stretched with the big league team, and uh, we were done throwing, and I was getting ready to walk over to the bullpen, and uh, Scott Rowland came over and uh, introduced himself to me. I mean, and, it, and that just to me was a was a really cool thing. Just growing up, growing up watching Scott Rowland play, and uh, playing in actually the same summer organization that Scott. This Scott uh, played on the first actual team to ever play in that sort of summer organization. They're just a really, really cool experience for me and something I'll never forget. Before the draft, you had signed to play at, at Georgia Tech. Tell us about the process you went through when you were drafted by the Reds and deciding what direction you wanted to take with your career and like that. Um, it was a, it's a very the draft is a very hectic uh, hectic experience, and so is so is choosing a school that, that you want um, that if the draft doesn't work out that you want to end up at. It's a very very hectic experience. Um, but it's something I'll never, like I said, I'll never forget. I mean, it was a, uh, it's a lot. Of, I could have been in a lot uh, worse situation to choose from, whether to go to play uh, baseball at Georgia Tech or to sign with whomever. And in this case, it was the Reds. I, uh, I felt like it was the, uh, it was the right thing to do. Um, I got drafted in the tenth round on the uh, third day of the draft, and I, uh, I was actually sitting in a buddy's basement playing some cards. And uh, I got a phone call from my agent telling me that the Reds were going to draft me, and it was just a 
another very humbling experience and just finally realizing that something I worked for I worked for all my life and every time I step on a baseball field it's actually starting to take shape and come to form and uh, come true so it's uh, it was like I said a very humbling experience and uh, another thing that, I, that I'll never forget. How old were you? I mean, how old were you? What grade were you in when you when you realized you had a chance to play pro ball? Um, I I would say my junior my junior year of high school it really started to take it really started coming to me that I that I had a chance. I uh, I'd always played on the, the Indiana Bulls, which is one of the better the better uh, travel organizations in Indiana, and we'd go all over the country and play different guys from different parts of the country and even the world. And I mean, just just getting to see how I how I compete against those guys and uh, how I fare against those guys just really kind of put it in perspective for uh, for me. Now, I mean, come and going. I mean, you never know what. I mean, baseball is a crazy sport, and you never know what's going to happen. So, really, and um, it, I started to come to me that I mean, I made it. I, I had a chance when I was a junior, but it really, really didn't come to me that I was going to have an opportunity to play pro baseball until my senior year. Just because there's so many things that could happen, and I didn't want to take anything for granted. When you when you did sign with the Reds, um, we covered that a little bit, and uh, your contract had to go to the commissioner's office. Why was that? Um, just, I I, uh, I ended up getting paid over uh, over slot. Oh, okay. The position that I was dra- and I was drafted, and every and every uh, over slot guy that is or any guy that is drafted is paid over slot. They have to go to the commissioner's office. And the commissioner's office has to okay that amount that uh, that um, that the guy is being assigned for. All right. After many many years of this organization being catching poor, it's it's got quality catching galore right now. Uh, we got two number one picks and a number four pick that are kind of higher in the organization than you are right now. Do you think about this kind of thing, or do you just kind of co- have to concentrate on your own development and then let things kind of fall as they may? I, um, my my first year, I really kind of I, I kind of I paid attention to it, and I, I mean I've learned as I've grown up in the last two years playing pro baseball from that first year, just to not pay attention to it. I mean you can't, in my opinion, you can't you can't pay attention to anybody else. I mean you've got to go out and on a daily basis and and, and compete and uh, and control what you can control. Um, I mean you have to you have to play well in order to move up in this organization and any organization. For that matter, and uh, you, I've got to, I've got to go out on a daily basis and, and, and perform, and can, like I said, control what I can control, and then, and, and everything will just happen like it's like it's supposed to happen. Uh, tell us what you think the strongest part of your game is right now, and, and what you need to work on to, to continue to move up. Uh, for me, I've always, I've always pride myself on how I catch. Um, I've. I've always tried to go the extra mile to, to, to tweak anything I can defensively to fix it to get to make it better to do and to do whatever I can to get better defensively as a catcher. I think the strongest aspect of my catching right now is uh, is the way is the way I can handle pitch test. I mean, they, they're going to have the confidence in me that I'm going to block balls that I'm going to that I'm if they want to throw that three two slider in the dirt in the dirt with the guy on third base that uh, that could that. To, to win the game, that it's going to get blocked, and they, and and they can throw that. Um, to to work on, I think I um I just need to to make to, just to keep swinging, just keep taking swings, and keep getting more consistent on both sides of the plate. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit a little bit further along left-handed, just because 
I've had so many more at bats left-handed than right-handed, but it, it's coming. I am, I'm, and like I said, I just need to just keep getting more, more and more consistent. Uh, I, I've already heard, and I, and I saw you la- and I saw you play for the first time last night. We got a chance to meet before the game last night. You've got a pretty phenomenal arm. Uh, I think you threw out two guys last night and two guys the night before, I believe. Um, so I think you're four for four on the year throwing out uh, base runners. Is there something? Do you specifically work on your arm, or is is this something that God kind of blessed you with? Um, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I uh, I try and I try and take care of it as much as possible. In the off season, I try not to do I, I try not to do very much throwing just because of how many. I mean, come come February 18th, and from in my case, because I, I mean I get down to spring training early. I throw just about every day, and I mean, I I try to take as much time off of my arm as I can, and uh, and that helps me just just to keep it strong throughout it, throughout the season. Um, but on the other side of it, I think I just blessed with a pretty good arm. I uh, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of my um, the way I use my arm. I mean, I, I I use a lot of my legs. I uh, I think that takes a lot of wear and tear off my arm, off my shoulder, off my elbow, and I think that. Uh, being a littler guy, I can't just rely on just my arm. I have to use my whole body, and I think I, I think I do a pretty good job of that. Do you have any concerns? You can going back to your your size again, and I don't want to keep dwelling on this because I'm sure you get tired of answering these kind of questions. But how do you answer the questions about you, your durability in a 140 game schedule? You know, I mean, they're not expecting you to catch 140 games, but I'm assuming you've never played a schedule that long before. No, I haven't. But uh, I feel like the, the time and the effort that I put in in the weight room, in in everything that I uh, in the off season to, to prepare myself for spring training and for the season, I think I've done enough, and I and I feel great coming into uh, coming into this campaign, and I'm uh, ready to keep it rolling. And uh, I don't think I don't think there should, in my opinion, there shouldn't be any questions about my durability because I feel like I can go out on a daily basis, be consistent, and uh, and and just keep and just keep. I'm giving you the same thing every single day. The consistency from both sides of the plate, right hand and left hand, and definitely behind the plate. We talked a few weeks ago with Devin, with Devin Mazzarocco, and he talked about he he works a lot on his legs and his hips. I think he told us in the off season in the weight room. Do you stress those also? Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, he hit it right on the head. I mean, there's not. Anything, there's not probably not one leg workout that you can come up with that I didn't do this off season or that I haven't done. Um, I mean, it's it's huge. You can't, you, you can't get your legs strong enough to be for for the catching position, and and definitely definitely your hips. I mean, it, it really. Um, Sean Marone, our strength minor strength coordinator, really stressed to me last spring training about about hips and hip strength and everything, and it has really hit home with me, and it's really it's it's really helped me. Um, become become a better catcher. I feel like I feel like I've got a better a better uh, stance behind the plate and from strengthening my hips and strengthening my legs. And I owe a lot of a lot of my successes to, to Sean and to his staff. Let's talk about your first year in the Reds organization. You you got a little bit of taste of the old dreaded Gulf Coast League. Um, playing that noon heat is a lot of fun down there, isn't it? <laughs> it's rough. It really is. It, uh, it, it, it's tough playing. It's tough playing in August in Florida in the uh, in the heat in a new no, in front of no people and everything. But it just it finally. I mean, it, it just it gets it gets you working a little bit harder just because 
you don't want to repeat that. You don't want to. You don't want to go back. And a lot of and a lot of that um, seeing that the kind of thing and seeing and seeing the ballpark and rookie ball and uh, and everything. And I haven't seen any in low A or whatnot. But but I got was fortunate enough to play in a few big league games this spring training. Like I said, and it and it just it, it just gives you that little extra drive just to show you that I mean it, it gets better as you go up and you just and you want to get there. You had a good season your second year in Billings. Um, your 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 numbers were your offensive numbers were good. Your your throwing, you know, you threw out basically you threw out fifty one percent of the guys running against you. Um, you had eight pass balls in thirty five games. Is that is that a high number? I mean, are you happy with that number, or do you want to? I mean, you always want to drop it, but I mean, is that a reasonable number for that many games? For me, for me, no. I uh, I just I'm, I'm stubborn when it comes to that stuff. Just because, I, I, like you said, you always want to drop it. But I, for me, uh, dropping that is, is a uh, is a reasonable goal for me. And uh, I've, like I said earlier, I've always pride myself on the way I catch and defend and the way I defend and block balls and stuff. And, and eight for me was was too many. And uh, and I've come up with a couple goals this spring tra- or this season. That, that I want to reach, and I feel like they're good goal for me. Were you, were you happy with your season in Billings? I was. I was happy. I mean, uh, by no means was I satisfied. I was happy with it, and and, and glad with the way I played. But uh, but I, I feel like I can get better. And there were some there were some things last year that I uh, that I've uh, that I've fixed and worked and, and really worked on this uh, this off season and this spring training. And I feel like uh, it's gonna it's gonna I'm gonna have another good year. Tell us a little bit about your summer in Billings. I haven't been there, but I've seen pictures and talked to a lot of guys. It seems like a nice place to spend the summer, kind of getting used to playing professional baseball. It's definitely, it definitely is. Uh, there's a in that league in the Pioneer League. There's a few, there's a few places that uh, that you not necessarily dread going, but you see on the schedule and you're like, man, we got to go back there. But uh, we were, we were uh, pretty. We were pretty uh, spoiled in Billings, that's for sure. It was a nice place, definitely, definitely a very nice place for rookie ball, and uh, and the people out there in, in in the city and at the stadium and, and everything, they were they were wonderful. And that, and now you're a Dayton Dragon, and we're a couple of games into the season, and, and tell us about your initial impressions of the the Dragons, the whole the atmosphere at Fifth Third Field, the organization after a couple of games. Yeah, I mean the atmosphere. The atmosphere is unbelievable. Uh, this is the first time, the first time I've played in in front of eight to ten thousand people, and it's it's been a blast. Uh, it really has. The uh, the people in the in the Dragons organization that that work at the stadium, uh, from the ground crew to the front office people, I mean they're 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 awesome. I mean I haven't really been I haven't really gotten to talk to them very much, but from the times that I have, I mean they've been nothing but great, and they've. Uh, they worked with everybody, and uh, and they're putting on a great show here. Yeah, when when the Reds had their their high A team in Sarasota, and you know they draw three hundred people a game, I, I I often ask players, you know, how difficult is it to make the transition going from Dayton, where you're playing in front of eight thousand people, to going to high A, where you're playing in front of three hundred people or you know a thousand people on a good night? It has to be kind yeah. of difficult for the players. But anyway. Oh, I- Tell us a little bit about your. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, no, you're fine. Uh, tell us a little bit about your manager. This is your second year with uh, the line of the Shields. What What does he expect from you, from from a player? Uh, he just he, he expects you to play hard. He tells us. He told us this in spring training, and he told us this when we got to date. And he said, 
He said that I'm going to be one of the easiest guys you played for, but I only asked one thing. I said, I, I asked that you're, that you're on time, and I asked that you play hard, and you give me everything you've got. And uh, that's about it, really. And if you and if you keep, and if you work hard, and if you play the game the right way and respect the game, he's he's, he's an unbelievable coach, he's an unbelievable manager. Some of the, some of the information that you can get from him and and, and the guy and, and Tony Fossett and Alex Fly is is, is, um, is priceless. The situations that they've been in and seen. I mean, there's not a baseball situation that one of those that one of those three guys hasn't been uh, hasn't been a part of and. Uh, it's, it's, it's an, awesome, an awesome experience to be around those guys. You guys have, have kind of taken it on the chin the first couple games. I read in the paper today that he held a meeting already. Can, can you talk about that a little bit, or is that just a, is that a clubhouse thing that you really don't want to talk about? Uh, it, it was a, I mean, it was a very, it was a very vague meeting. I mean, one of those meetings that everybody, that everybody has. I mean, just, just, to, just to relax. I mean, we're, we're a young team. And just uh, and to see fighting basically is what it is what he said in a nutshell. I mean, it was very quick. I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a uh, put his foot down meeting. It was just it was just to relax and just keep playing and, and not panic. It wasn't a lack of effort meeting. It was a maybe calm you down a little bit meeting. Yeah, basically. basically. Does, does he have a style in terms of the way he manages? Um. I would. He, he, we really, we really run. We really run. We ran in Billings. We ran, in, or we ran so far here in Dayton when we've had guys on base. And it's a very, it's a very up, upbeat, up, um, get off the field, get off the field kind of thing. And 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 he's very, he's a very exciting manager. He put, he will, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna keep you out of your head if you're a fan just because of all the intensity. Do you set personal goals for the season? I do. I, I always, I always set, I always set some goals, just some short-term goals for myself, and for on a monthly basis or whatnot, to uh, to the long-term goals for the season and everything. And uh, I feel like it's a great thing to do, and uh, it gets, gives you just a little bit another challenge, just to challenge you even more to get to those goals. Do you want to share those, or do you want to keep those to yourself? I keep them. I keep myself if you don't mind. No, that's fine. Absolutely, I understand. In your in your you're in a little bit more in the minors. Tell us about the best thing you found about life playing in minor league baseball. Uh, just some of the stories. I mean, just some of the stories that you have that you have to take home to tell your parents, tell tell your friends and your family and everything. It's just stories that stories that you're never going to forget and that uh, that nobody really else in in the world have have that opportunity to tell those stories. What's the worst thing about playing in the minor leagues? Um. You know, I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard for me to come up with a thing that is the worst thing about playing in minor league, just because I love the game of baseball so much that I mean, there's nothing really, I mean, better that I could be doing right now. I mean, but I would, I would some of the, some of the bus trips they are fun. I mean, we had in Billings last year, we had a 16-hour bus ride from Billings to, to or from Orem, Utah to Billings, Montana. I mean, that's not that's definitely that's not fun. But, uh, but that, I mean, if the worst thing, the worst thing about it is a long bus ride, then uh, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. What's been the biggest surprise to you about playing professional baseball? Oh, the biggest surprise. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, really, I mean, I haven't really been surprised. I mean, I was, I was thankful enough to be around guys in high school and be around guys that I played with in the uh, in the summer that. Uh, that had been around guys that played in professional baseball and actually played for a guy 
I played for a guy that was the bench coach with the Cardinals um, when they won the World Series, and it's it just it, I, I got a lot of a lot of priceless information to to tend to bring with me to professional baseball. So I really haven't been caught off guard or surprised with anything. Okay, let's get back to something that came up before. Did you get the chance to meet Johnny Bench while you were in Arizona? I did. He, uh, he took my hand and uh, walked the catch a little bit. It was pretty cool. Did he give you any pointers? And no, he he really didn't. He uh, he just he, he came over and just asked to see my glove and put put my glove on his hand and uh, and and gave it back to me and then that and that was it. That was very very quick, but uh, but it not nonetheless was pretty cool to. To have him, uh, to have him around. Yeah, it's, uh, that'd be pretty amazing to, to get a chance to talk to somebody who was a, you know, re- pretty much renowned as being the best that ever played the game at their position. Absolutely. Um, how confident are you that you'll make the big leagues? Uh, I, I feel like you have to have that. You have to carry a quiet, uh, quiet arrogance in this game, or not, or you'll be just, you'll be, you'll be done very quickly. Um, I mean, everybody's going to tell you that that they're, that they're very confident that they're going to make the big leagues, and I mean, I I, I truly believe it. I feel like I feel like that I, if I continue to catch the way that I can catch and that and just continue to develop my bat, I think that uh, that there's no doubt in my mind that I'll be able to play in the big leagues. Do you have a plan? I mean, do you plan to play? And, and I ask almost all my new my new guys that I talk to. I ask them this. Do you have a plan to, you know, do you plan to play as long as you can? Do you look at it year to year? Do you have a timeline? Like if I don't get to level so-and-so by the time I'm so-and-so old, you know, maybe it'll be time for me to think about do, going on with something else or, you know. No. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to play as long as it's fun to me. I've always, I, my, my mom and my dad and people that I've been around, they've always told me, I mean, play as long as it's fun. And, and and the day the day that it's not fun anymore is the day that it's time to hang it up. And uh, I don't see that. I don't see it not being fun for a long time. Well, it sounds like a great attitude. And, Tucker, that, that, that's all we've got for today. And I wanted to thank you for your time. And I know you're getting ready for a ball game tonight. And we want to, again, welcome you to being one of our spotlight guys here on Red Leg Nation. I hope that we can talk again soon. And uh, we want to wish Absolutely, you... Absolutely, Wilson. And we thank, want to wish, you, thank you very much. <laughs> and we want to wish you every success this year in Dayton, hopefully beyond, and, and we'll talk again soon, all right? Bill, thank you very much for having me, and uh, I appreciate everything. Thank you, guys. All righty, then.